You're listening to an all-new episode of Self-Made Strategies. Visit selfmadestrategies.com for new episodes, information about our guests, and a whole lot more. Welcome to episode 115 of the Self-Made Strategies podcast. You are about to hear an amazing and very inspirational story from an entrepreneur based in Uganda. Nabwana Isaac is a filmmaker, producer, director, editor, videographer, director of photography, and jack-of-all-trades based in Kampala, Uganda. He's the owner and founder of Ramon Film Productions and also Wakaliwood. Wakaliwood is a film studio based in Wakaliga in Uganda. Its founder and director, Isaac Godfrey Jeffrey Nabwana, a.k.a. Nabwana IGG, has been called Uganda's Tarantino. He's also been referred to as the Steven Spielberg of Uganda and is best known for his ultra low budget, estimated to be around about $200 per film action movies. His film, Who Killed Captain Alex, has gotten over 5 million views on YouTube. Isaac spent his childhood in the 1980s wanting to become a filmmaker. His inspirations for filmmaking came from Chuck Norris movies, Hawaii Five-0, Logan's Run, Bruce Lee films, and a lot of other Hollywood action films. He had never been in a theater as a child and had to rely on the descriptions of the films from his brothers and friends. In 2005, Isaac decided to take a computer course on video editing and watched video tutorials on filmmaking and founded Ramon Film Productions. Wakaliwood Studio makes props and jibs out of DIY parts. They own their own helicopter frame. They do everything they need to do to pull off these films with a shoestring budget, often relying on the actors to go and sell DVDs of the films door-to-door in a one-week time window to ensure they make money before the film is bootlegged. You're going to hear Isaac's amazing story and how he used motivation and inspiration provided to him from his grandfather, overcoming obstacles and naysayers along the way to make these films a reality. Don't forget, you can check this episode out on the Self-Made Strategies YouTube channel, where you can see Isaac and I speaking over a Zoom call. Don't forget to subscribe to Self-Made Strategies, of course, but go down to the show notes for this episode where you'll find a link to Wakaliwood's Patreon page where you can help support their mission. Here are the Self-Made Strategies of Nabwana Isaac. How you doing, Isaac? Hello. Nice to meet you. Hey, mate. How are you? Good, good, good. It's it's such a pleasure to connect. I know you're in Uganda, and uh, I appreciate you making the time late on a Saturday night because there's about an eight hour difference between us. So thanks for making the time. Yeah, thank you too. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Sorry for the other time. No, nah, no worries at all. No worries at all. So it, it's a huge, huge pleasure. I mean, you've been called the Steven Spielberg of Uganda. You've been called the Tarantino of Uganda. I heard about you on Alex Ferrari's uh, audiobook all about uh, filmmakers being entrepreneurs. And I honestly think that you are the epitome of filmmaking innovation. You make movies on a insanely low budget and you've gotten worldwide recognition. Uh, the, the movie who killed captain Alex, correct? Yeah. Your big, big hit. That's got well over 5 million views on YouTube and got you invited into many festivals and, uh, got you a lot of recognition, well-deserved, by the way, but super psyched to talk about all that, how you came up with the idea for the movie, how you got to that point. I've been reading all about you and looking into your backstory in preparation for this 
episode. And I find it amazing that you did so much with so little. I mean, let's let's take it back to the very beginning. I mean, you started your company, Wakaliwood and Ramon Productions, right? In 2005, is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And but before that, I mean, really, your your love affair with filmmaking started in 1986. Right. So take us back to 1986 in Uganda. You're a young child with this inability really to have access to a lot of Hollywood films. But how did you fall in love with filmmaking? Yeah, it was just hearing at first. It was just hearing movies. You know, you, I, I used to hear from my brothers. One thing people don't know me about me is that uh, I never went to cinema halls. Uh, by that 86, 85, there, cinema halls started in Uganda, meaning the local cinema halls. We had the, the real ones, those big ones were only for Indians, I think. Uh, by the time I was growing up and those ones were going down because Indians had gone and no one was attending those, you know, real cinema halls. So Ugandans started their own style of cinema halls. They could just get papyrus and they build one with wood, something like that in a village. And then every Sunday you hear a loudspeaker, a very loud one uh, on, uh, around, you know, we are, we are not this crowded. We are few in, in, in Kampala. And you could hear a loudspeaker from away, like a mile away from where you are, and you hear them, you know, announcing a movie. And so that's how you start, you know, hearing. And then you go outside that cinema hall, you because you don't, you don't, you don't have money, or don't you are not allowed. Because here, I will tell you that why we, we I did not, in fact, go to cinema halls. Uh, you could go outside. We are allowed to go outside, and you see a poster. Mm -hmm. And one of the poster which will never get out of my mind is uh, Chuck Norris. Technology's poster was so good uh, because at home we had a TV, a television, and uh, I had seen uh, one some you know cowboy movies. I think that's uh, Clint Eastwood's movies. And uh, what was uh, in my mind by that time was the pistol, the cowboy with the cap, you know, and in 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 in, in, in atters like a jean, something like tight, like a jacket, and that was in my mind. But when I saw that poster. It was a cowboy with a cap and with a big gun. Now it was a transformation from small, you know, pistols, and now it's a big gun. So for <laughs> me, it, it meant a lot. <laughs> Even up to now, I look at Chuck Norris as someone, you know, uh, who really also inspired me through because I was very good at drawing. And these pictures I'm talking about were drawn, hand drawn by a, a crazy guy called Dr. Zunga. He <laughs> <It> was crazy. He <laughs> was, I knew. <laughs> <laughs> That's so he used cool. to call himself Dr. Zunga. And he used to write, yeah, he used to write all over Kampala that Dr. Zunga, and he, he points an arrow here, meaning here, Dr. Zunga. He was a good artist, but he was crazy. You could see that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so because I, I, I mean, uh, I wanted to tell you why I did not go to cinema house was because uh, here in Uganda, parents believe that movies spoil children. And you should understand this correctly why they say they spoil children. It is because of sex violence, not action violence. In Western movies, that's where you see someone kissing in public, mm -hmm. in, West, in movies. Uh, so our parents never wanted us to see such scenes in our languages or in our cultures. What we have is two languages, the bedroom language and the sitting room language. We don't mix this both. So our elders don't want to see, even me, I wouldn't watch a movie where, where there are sex scenes with my children. 
No, 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 I cannot. Right, but because of the cultural actual, impact, right. Yes, the cultural impact. But if it's actual, no, 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 no problem. I can watch it. <laughs> it is, and that is it. That's true for our culture. So we were stopped from going to cinema halls. First of all, because of that. And another reason is you, if you get in, I mean, um, addicted to cinema halls, you don't attend school. So then they, 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 they stopped us from going. And being a, a child who was, uh, who loved me, I mean, who was respecting my parents, I respected them. First of all, my name, Nabwana, it was a grand, it was my grandfather's father's name. Isaac Nabwana, where my father's grand grandfather's name. So my grandfather used to call me his father. So he always tells me that you should respect that name. So I could not escape. I could not go where they don't even allow me to go because of respecting my, my name, my grandfather's grandfather's name. So uh, that's how I never went to cinema halls. But my brothers, like Robert Chizito, uh, was always going, was attending those cinema halls and could come back and tell you the story. So I loved the stories he used to tell me. I think... Even up to now, I think I believe that is a, a very good storyteller. So he used to tell me how those movies he has seen in a movie, you know, Chuck Norris punched him and, and, and something <laughs> like that. I like the way he, he described uh, uh, Buddy Spencer. He used to describe Buddy Spencer as a guy who boom, he crosses you, boom, he puts on the sound and you hear, you feel it. You feel it. Amazing. So, you know, the one, one you, Bruce Lee, and others. So even up to now, I have the imagination of what Robert used to tell me. And when I watch the movies, they're not as interesting as he used to tell me. That's what I see. I, I tell you, I, I, I feel like I would like him to tell me more than even watching the wow. movie. Wow, that's amazing. So, so that is one of the reasons why I wanted to, do, to make a movie. And in 1986, uh, how we, 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 we uh, that's, that's the time when... Uh, 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 we met uh, China sports magazines because by that time uh, we were watching, I mean, he was watching movie, he could come back and tell you stories. So when we got the China sports magazine, we started training ourselves Kung Fu because at the back of the book, you could find some demonstrations of, you know, movements of Kung Fu. So we followed them, we started teaching ourselves and then later on we saw the somersaults and he said, no, because I was so flexible. So he used to call me and, 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 you know, hold my toys and trip me in the air. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. So I was the first to, 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 to do a somersault before him. And that alone, when he started, he was so amazing. For me, I am something, I, I fear the hair, but for him, he's so good with it. So he used to even climb the, the house, the garage, and then flip from there, oof, times, and then... <laughs> That's incredible. Me, I could not do that. So that's yeah. how you started to develop sort of this Kung Fu aspect that you've added to a lot of your films. Yes, that's how I started. You know, uh, you know, in fact, in fact, when I do an action movie like a Kung Fu scene, I feel like I can do it. I I, I, I am not very good in Kung Fu, but I, I have the art of, you know, punches, how, how I want it to be, you know, the camera angle, I want it to be like this. So it is, I'm very fast with that. Uh, if it comes to, you know, positioning my camera and what I want him to do, or even if he's, you know, calligraphed with someone and I know where to press the camera, I know how I want it to be. I know how I want your body to be, you know, sometimes you can stand as if you want, but I know what, how I want it. So that's how I started it. I started, I, you know, I grew, I grew up with it. 
because we did some, you know, training and what, and the, the love of action, I mean, pictures, because I was very good, very young. I, I mean, I started drawing when I was very, very young, you know, comics and what. I remember when I was in primary two, uh, my teachers used to call me and draw for a nursery section, you know, chats. You know, that means I was, I didn't know that I was talented until 1983. I was in primary three when my grandfather told me that you have the talent. I didn't know the word talent by that time, but he told me, you have the talent. <laughs> I was like, what is talent? I grew up and I understood what he meant. After seeing me drawing, I, I was drawing by then the president of Uganda was Milton Obote. And I, I had drawn him very well from the money, from the note, because he was his picture was on the money notes. <laughs> so I, I was I drew him. And then when he saw me, he said, Oh, are you the one who has, who has drawn this? I said, Yes. Oh, you are, you have the talent. Wow. Have the talent. And I, I didn't know what he meant until I grew up and old. That's what he meant. I had the talent of drawing. So I used to draw a lot. That's how we started, you know, developing the, the, the idea of you know film uh from hearing. Uh, and from him, you know, telling me. But 1986, I mean, 1988, that's when I told him that I will make a movie. Wow. I told Robert that I will make a movie. And he told me no. For him, he was older than me. So he knew more than me because he was even going to the cinema hall. They discuss a lot about movies. Right. He knew more about movies than me. So he told me, no, you need a lot of money. You need like $400 million. And then even dollars, I didn't know the word dollar by that time. You could tell me shillings and I can understand, but dollars, what is dollar? Wow. <laughs> I didn't know. But he told me it's a lot of money. You need to make one movie. So I, for me, I asked him, why do you think that you, I need money? For me, I believe I need camera because I, we know how to punch. And then I asked him, how much do you think the, a punch costs? Because we can do it. And like this, and then you, you know, because we are used to spiring and they punch you, you know, <laughs> they kick you. <laughs> and then I said, why do they say that they put in a lot of money? <laughs> so it was, it was, you know, curious for me. To, I started, you know, thinking, why do they say you need a lot of money? For me, I was seeing art in the movie, not money. Until I grew up and then I know, oh, you need location, you need a good camera. <laughs> right. A little bit of a budget. Exactly. But that's so interesting that it's, first of all, you pointed out that your grandfather sort of provided you with that belief, right? When he mentioned to you, you have the talent. Was that sort of the initial kind of thing in your mind? Okay, he believes in me. Therefore, I can go forth and try this. You, you don't know how how happy I was when he said you have the talent. Right. You know, for me, what I understood is you can draw, you can do it. You can do it. That's what I understood from, you know, his statement. And then from then I was, you know, I loved his, I loved him because he used to call me his, his father. So whatever he said, I loved it. And he's, you know, he was also paying for school fees. And, you know, uh, we yes, with my grandmother too, but uh, I loved him. And it, it was a layer because he was a, was sort of a polygamous guy. So he used to, you, you could, you know, spend a month without seeing him. Right. He comes and then he respects me. And then he says something. I respect him more because everyone was respecting him. Even village and everywhere, he was uh, an engineer. So it was, in fact, once I sit an engineer uh, of Kampala. So everyone was respecting him and he was respecting me uh, as his father. And then I, <laughs> it was like that. So if he says something, I was always humble to, to, to whatever he was say, t telling me. Interesting. 
And then on top of that, your curiosity and sort of brilliance, you know, as as uh, growing up in 1988, like you said, somebody saying, no, you can't do this because you need a lot of money. And you saying, wait a minute, how much does a punch cost? How much does it cost to to visualize these things? All I really need is a camera. Give me a camera and I can make this happen. That's fascinating. How how do you think you came up with that, you know, curiosity and belief? Was it because of your upbringing, or was it that you just saw things differently? I, I think it was the art, because I could see, you know, uh, I could see. It's just a camera, press this side and then press this side. Press this side and, for, you know, it's like it was art. I could say, I told you, when I was growing up, I used to draw a lot of comics, especially right. football. Right. I could draw a football match. Wow. So I, it was just a matter of transforming the, the, the comics into a, move, a, motion, right. a moving picture. So I, I could see what was on the screen. Whenever I, I got a chance, even news, even when I watched the news, I could see that this is a movie. I was always asking my brother, why? Why are these people making a movie if they can make news? So it was always asking. I had so many questions. Interesting. And I was always looking at the angles. That's wonderful. Wonderful. And so later, obviously, life happens. You know, you live in Uganda. You have to make a living. So you become a brickmaker. And you end up working as a brickmaker to basically save enough money to eventually buy your first camera. And it's such an amazing story. If you could share that with us, I I think it'd be great. I I know that from doing research about this episode that you end up spending literally the last amount of money that you had in your pocket that you couldn't even pay for transportation to get back home with the camera, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started, you know, after, after you know, grandfather dying and then I could not, you know, even my grandmother, because my grandmother had, my mother had so many grandchildren, right? Uh, like 30 or more, and she could not, you know, pay for school fees anymore. Right. So I ended up, you know, making bricks because the area here belonged to my grandfather. So I started digging and then digging, you know, clay and then make bricks with other youth around. And then I, what came in my mind when I was making bricks, by the way, I was also molding, you know, things like, you know, I could mold a football club badge and then people were like buying them. Wow. And yeah. But one, one person told me what amazed me, something which amazed me, told me that you are very good. You are very good. Why don't you take your, 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 your art pieces to, to Ntebe Lord? Ntebe is, that is Ntebe Airport, near Ntebe Airport. So Ntebe Lord is the, the Lord that takes us to the airport. And then I asked, why don't, why, why should I take them there? He said that, you know, whites, uh, they, they can buy these. Uh, you know, <laughs> I said, why? Why do you think that whites can buy them? I mean, why do you want them to take to be taken away? If you like them, why don't you buy? Instead of, you know, <laughs> taking them away. But yes, I was also making, you know, I mean, molding and what. And then uh, what I wanted, uh, by that time, I wanted to continue with education. Then I realized that I cannot make enough money to, uh, to continue to go to the university. Then I said, let me follow my, my dream. And that was the filmmaking. Uh, so when I started, uh, it was not what I started with. Uh, let I realized that there are so many, you know, youth, including my brothers, who were, you know, singing and they were not, you know, in love with, with, with the films. So what I decided is to make a music studio first. So I, I had no nothing, <laughs> even up to now, I know nothing about music, meaning that from childhood, I never sang, I never danced, I never went to a discotheque or even a trance day or something like that. So what I did is uh, I, I said, okay, let me start it. 
I started a mu I, I went I started to do, make a, a little research and there's a friend of mine who was uh, a pianist in one of the church I approached him he was also in fond of music so I asked him what can I do to make a music a, mu a music studio he told me you can buy keyboards you can buy you know uh, uh, drums and what he was by that time also finishing a course a teacher's course teacher training course in a teacher training school so I bought with a little which I had I bought a keyboard which I still even have it it is here it is there wow I, I still have it <laughs> I bought it and then when I bought it by chance I was going through Kampala and then I found a software shop it was called 2A softwares then I went there and then I said uh, don't you think there is I asked him the guy was called Alan asked him if there is any software which is called which is, can help in a music production he said, yes, there is. There's FL. And then I said, FL, what is FL? I said, Fruity Loops. And I, I bought it then. then. Wow. Wow. <laughs> so I, I took it home. I had a, a, a compact a compact uh, a Pentium 2 computer. I installed it on. And then I started looking for how the, 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 the drums, you know, work. What happened? <laughs> I don't know what. I spent three months without, you know, finding the drums. <laughs> but one day, one night, I was sleep I was sleeping and I said, no, let me go now and find it. So I found it. It was very late at night. Wow. And then I found where the drums are. I waked up my wife and I told her that, you can't wake up. I found where the drums are. So, <laughs> and then I started, you know, finding out, but I was using, I, I was using the help button, uh, you know, to, to, to read the software. So I read the software and then, uh, uh, when when Julius, who told me to buy the drums, I came back, I was already, I knew I, I already learned the software. So I taught him how to, to make drums. Uh, he knew the drums. I was holding the keyboard and then I, because he didn't know how to use the computer. So we opened the software and then I started teaching him. But for him, he could see a, a keyboard and it tells me, oh, you know, that is F. That is C. That is sharp. <laughs> and he said, and then I started. Ding, 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 ding. We made a song out of that. And then wow. for him, he, he could hear it. So we made the first song. Wow. But from then he learned how to use that software. That's how we started the studio. Then he called it Omene Youth around and uh, because he was from church. So many youth from the church came, even my brothers joined, and then we started making drums for them. And then we started recording music. I tell you, uh, uh, as I'm speaking right now, I, I, at least I claim the, the music industry of Uganda have at least a, a portion of it. Wow. <laughs> a portion of it, because uh, some of the best artists now in Uganda who have even uh, uh, gone all over the world, one won uh, the first uh, Ugandan to win, I think the B80, uh, was a Ugandan is, is Eddie Kenzo is among the youth I helped through that you know process in wow. my bedroom. It was wow. one bedroom. Amazing. Uh, so, so from there I said no. Let me continue with my journey. <laughs> After you know it was bedroom a bed with one child that is Rachel my my first daughter mm -hmm. and my wife and one chair and plus a desk on the other side which was a studio now. Uh, audio studio. Wow. And then we got other two boys, I mean youth, who joined us and also wanted to be producers. That is Shady and Jerry. Then we had now three uh, three producers in the house. So every day, every time you could see a lot of youth coming. 
to my, to my house. It was the first studio in this area, private studio, let's say, uh, in this area. So I continued. I then uh, had to find also, as, as I was doing this, I was still, you know, making bricks. So with the money from the bricks, I also bought another computer, mm -hmm. which was facing my bed always, on the table, but facing my bed. So I could, you know, uh, when I get time, I could learn, you know, software, I mean, the, the editing and what. So <clears throat> I continued, before buying the, my own, I mean, before buying my own camera, I used to borrow a camera, a small Samsung camera from a friend, a neighbor. And then they, I, then I could call the other team of my brother, Robert Chizito, who had uh, by that time had a Kung Fu uh, school. So I could call him, I mean, I call the youth every Sunday. And then we gather together and then we try to make a movie, which never came out. <laughs> that movie never came out. <laughs> the reason why it never came out was uh, I didn't know a lot about continuity. I didn't know nothing because this weekend, it was always every Sunday. So you come in red and then the other Sunday you come in blue oh, right. and the other Sunday you right. come in pink. Right. So the continuation was, you know, I lost the continuation of the movie and I could not realize that when, when I was shooting. Right. And I realized that after, after you know, trying to edit the footage. So it's very interesting. But I started teaching myself Adobe Premiere Pro 1.5. 1, 1. That's how I started teaching myself. And then with the help of, you know, even the music videos, I remember even because now I have so many musicians, I could, you know, film them, you know, their music videos. I, I remember one day I was, uh, I, I filmed a music video, which went, I think, viral because it was played on one of the uh, TVs in Uganda, big, big, big TV. It was called WBS. By that time it was, now it is closed, but it was very famous for music. So, that day where I was in uh, in my working place at the clay, uh, these bricks making, and then people started, you know, calling me and I could hear it. People were, hey, hey come and wait, come and see. What is on the TV? <laughs> what a cool moment. And, you know, it was, yeah, it was every, everyone in the village saw that. Everyone. And I was like, yeah, we have made it. We have made it. And wow. all neighbors were like, oh, is this what you are trying to do? Is this? So it was amazing. It was a, it was a moment I will never forget whereby I could hear that. And another moment which I could never hear, forget about the music videos was I made a music video because I was not in my own house. I was renting a house. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, was make, I made a, a music video one evening. And then I gave it to the owner. So after like one hour, I heard the music video, which I was, which I had just made in the neighborhood. And people were listening to it. And I was like, what? How did they get the music? I mean, the music. And then I, they started coming, come and see your music video. It's on <laughs> I said, what? <laughs> the guy took it and then they played it and then. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> so I love that. I love those two moments. Mm. I love those two moments, but that's how I started, you know. But now coming to the buying of the the, the, the camera, uh, after you know borrowing, and then a time came when the camera was normal. I could not borrow it from the neighbor, so I decided to fund my own camera. So what I did is I had to go to the Indian shops in Kampala, mm -hmm. and then with the little, and I asked them to you know to pay in installments. Mm -hmm. They agreed. But they told me that you should not pay little every time you come here. Then I said, okay, I will try my love best. So I went and then I paid, I paid like, it was like four times. 
until when I went there, the, the like the fifth time, the guy told me that if you don't pay today, the whole amount, amount we are closing the installment and we are, we are not refunding you. I said, no, please, I, I begged them. So I had to give him all the amount I had in the pocket, you know, forgetting that I had to go back. <laughs> so that's how it happened because he, he frightened me that he was not even refunding me. Right. He was just closing the what the installment. And that was and your, said, your dream. That was it right there. That moment. That yeah, was your was, dream. Of course, he was ending my dream there. So I gave him the whole money and then I had to walk back home. But uh, I remember finding some people that who knew me, and I, I never told them that I was walking home. I was, oh, I'm, I'm going there. I'm going. I'm, 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 I'm going there. Something like that. Until I, I reached home. Wow. So that's how I ended up. You know. Anyway, but I, I managed to get that camera. I managed to buy to 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 buy that camera, and then it was now. You know, it was everything was free. I mean, I, I got enough time now to practice. You know, filming because now I have the camera. I have the computer. And I have the team ready to act. Uh, so it, it, now the, the team which was ready to act, uh, besides my 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 brother's team, uh, these these musicians were also ready to act. Uh, so every time I could call them, they come and do a, a small clip here. They come and then I shoot it. So that's how I you know it, it gave me a lot of energy. Uh, to you know, to work on uh, you know on, on on movies, and then to learn editing later because you're the director, producer, writer, cinematographer, editor. <laughs> you're everything on all of these movies, obviously, to make them happen, which is incredible to begin with. But to learn that editing process, you started teaching yourself on the software, and then eventually you decide to go take a course. The course is six months long. But obviously, you you didn't have a lot of resources, a lot of money to be able to pay for the entire course, let alone the exam fees and all of those additional things that they charge you. So you decide you're going to enroll in the course, take it for one month, learn as much as you can to then go off and do it yourself. Tell us about how all that happened. Yeah, that that happened when I was like... Uh... I needed, you know, to learn, you know, the, the filming because there were some music videos and what. And then I said, where did they learn from? So I wanted to approach one studio, but uh, I, I I did not know where it was. And then I I, I, I I saw another film school. I mean, a school which was, it was not a film school, but on the board, uh, on their post, sign post, they had written filming. But it was a it was a school of journalists and filming. That's what they said. So I thought they are you know teaching filming. So when I reached there, I found a, a, a good gentleman. He was a strong gentleman. He was called George Sengendo. Now the late. Uh, he told me. I told him that I want to learn about filming, a filmmaking. He was so happy. First of all, uh, he was. He said, you know, I studied filming in in France. So you, what you what you want to do is what what was my dream. But the problem is, here we don't teach filming. We teach journalists. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and then, it, in fact, we, we talked for a long time, like one hour. Uh, he told me that because I was like, uh, when I approached him, I was like someone who want, he waited for, for, for a very long time. He wanted someone, I, I think, who dreamt of making a movie. So he told me a lot. And I think I learned also a lot from him. He told me that, uh, you know, uh, in fact, he started calling me son, you know, because I was young. He said, son, let me tell you one thing. Uh, if you want to make movies, it will be very difficult 
uh, to make the action movies you want to make, you need a budget. Like the same way as Robert told me, you need a, a very big budget. And then he said, and I said, why? And then I also tried to argue with him. He said, no, don't argue. For me, I've been in, in the television for, for over 30 years because he was in Uganda t television. And he told me, in fact, he also gave me a story of the first computer, which came, the first computer to land in, in, in Uganda. He told me the, the moment of, you know, respect they gave that computer that you have to remove the shoes and go into that room, no dust or something like that. He was very good. At, he was also, he told me a lot. So he also had a Sony camera, a small camera. That, that evening, he told me to go and buy a tape. He, when I went, I, by that time, he was like refusing me to enter into a school because he was not, you know, teaching, uh, I mean, uh, filming. So he told me to buy a tape. I bought it. I brought it. He put it in, a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in his computer, in his camera. Then he started teaching me, you know, uh, like uh, angles. This is you know, and, and, and shots, something like that. After, after that, he gave me the tape. So when he gave me the tape, then I said, can, can Thai learn anything from here? I mean more, you know, filming and something. He said, no, but I will help you with one, one thing. You can join the course here of journalism and learn how to edit news. Maybe that will help you out to, uh, to edit the movies. So I asked him, how much should I pay? He said, the course, you, the, 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 the certificate course is going to take you six months. So if you pay for that cost, it is the cheapest cost we have here. Uh, and then he's told him it was about 600,000 know, know, shillings. And then I said, okay. But then I told him that I have uh, 100,000. Can I pay every month? So he said, yeah, you can pay every month. It's okay. So I paid for the first month. And then for me, I knew it was going to be the last month because I had no <laughs> money to pay for the, the, the remaining five months. So I... So when I went to class, I was not about the journalism. I was about the editing. And then I could go every evening uh, to attend the editing part of it. So uh, it took me, in fact, I even did not finish the whole month. Uh, it was not the whole month. And then I said, no, I, I'm, I'm, I let me go. Because I had the computer at home. So I could, you know, ed I could see what they do here. And then I go back. For me, I transform it into a movie. <clears throat> What I wanted is much ab about how you use the, the software. So uh, I remember one thing, with the scenario which happened, I was editing a, a music video and then I lost the timeline and I didn't know how to bring it back. And I my school fees was over. <laughs> so I had to go back to, to the school. When I went back, one thing I did not tell you is that uh, I, I had already started, you know, computer repairing and, you know, learning how to, you know, make assemble the computer. I did it also for one month. But uh, by that time, the school owner had already used me to repair his computers. And he was like happy to, with, to see me whenever I go back. But when I reached there, uh, I, I, I never wanted to tell them that uh, I had a problem <laughs> because I was not part of the school now. So what I what I did is I went to the teacher who taught me. He was in the school, and then I started talking to him. Then I had to remove his timeline. When I removed his timeline, he reinstalled it, and then I oh I he, he put it back, and then I knew how they do it. So that is how I also learned. I think that's something which I 
had no, I had forgotten to learn. There are so many things which I, I taught myself, but that was so, so difficult for me. And then I had to go back and I, that's how I got it. Amazing. Amazing. What an incredible story. I think a lot of the the points throughout your story is about, you know, the same thing that an entrepreneur goes to in, in any culture, in any society, which is you're faced with limited resources. You have this dream, this big vision. You want to accomplish something and you have to take these risks, right? Like you saying, you're risking frequently you're risking the very little money that you've saved and the, and the little money that you have to try to just take that dream one step further. And it's incredible. I mean, since 2008, you've produced and executed on. I mean, these movies are finished, they're launched, they're released, uh, several movies, well over 20 films, and you continue to do so with amazing, innovative concepts like you have your own prop production studio. You have individuals who come to serve as actors who have day jobs, obviously, nurses, teachers, lawyers, even people who are showing up to act on the side to help you to accomplish these dreams. So how have you continued to motivate people in your community to be a part of helping you to achieve your dreams? Yeah, and the truth is, uh, first thing I, I I had to believe in myself and also to uh, to believe in others' ability. Because for me, I believe that uh, uh, a talent is not uh, a one man's you know uh, band. Everyone has got a talent. So what first thing I knew is that I need a team, a team of talents. I mean, I I, I knew that I need to combine talents together, and then we got we, we do something. So that's why I had to call a big team. I mean, uh, and I, I would check this team by, you know, do you feel like you want to do what I exactly brought you here? And uh, it's not easy to understand or to know that uh, whoever comes here is uh, serious, is what, but, uh, and, but you give them, you know, a task. In fact, that's why we sometimes do some registration because at first everyone was coming for free and then they leave very fast. But if you do some registration, that is something like uh, uh, someone, you know, comes and then if he, he pays a little money, that means he confirms that, yes, I'm I'm serious. So, but with these people, I've been, you know, trying my level best to find, uh, you know, uh, talents out of them. And it is not easy. You need to know a lot. I mean, you need to practice a lot. Let's say if I want someone to show, to, to find out if they can do some welding, you do it. You do it for them, and then someone will say, no, I can do it better than you. And then you find out that is good. And, you know, that's sometimes you do it. I, I remember there's uh, an instrument which is not very common. It is called search trigger. I, I, I asked everyone that, do you know how to play search trigger? They said, no. No one said yes. Then I made it. When I was playing it, someone said, I, I used to play that one, but we don't call it search trigger in our area. So <laughs> he played it better than me. So sometimes you need to 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 do a lot of you know uh, you know uh, things to to show your team that you need someone who can do it better than me. I remember even drawing. I was you know drawing, painting something like that, and then I got some better painters than me. I, there are so many people. I mean, people. I have got the talent, but sometimes they hide the talents. Uh, it, 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 sometimes they don't even want to talk about their talents because sometimes uh, their talents uh, seem, uh, seem to be like uh, a curse. As artists, let's say a painter here in Uganda, don't earn a lot of money. 
Uh, and they do a lot. I mean, they, they, they have the talent, but no one is buying their paints. So it is something you, if you have the talent of, you know, painting, you find that you find as you, you find yourself as if a cast one, but you, you can do it better than, and then you, you find no one buying and then you, you feel, you know, you feel bad, you know, of expressing yourself that I can do it. Uh, even acting. Uh, so many actors come here when they are inspired. And I always tell them that, please don't be inspired, be motivated. Because you will never be that, that person who inspires you. Let him motivate you into doing it than being inspired. Don't do like him. Do your way. Do it your way. Let him just motivate you to do it. And then do it your way. And so uh, there are so many. I have seen so many coming. And I could see them there. They are very good in comment. And they want to be, you know, like, you know, Stallone. <laughs> they want to be, you know, super action stars. And then I said, no. You can do better when you do your, your style, your comedy. You are a comedian, naturally. So I always do that. And I've been teaching a number of people because here at Wakaliwood, it's like a school. I, we, 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 we try, we sit in a lounge manner and then we bring a topic, let's say a movie, and then we discuss we, we, while we, we discuss while rehearsing. If someone does it bad, everyone contributes, says, oh, you should have done this. I mean, this way you have something like that. We are like a school. If someone knows anything like a, a makeup, he comes up because makeup is something you might not know, but you might have a better idea than even the one who knows. And, and then you come up with an idea or you, if you hide it, I always tell them, don't hide your, you know, your, 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 whatever, your knowledge, whatever I think you can let, tell us. Let us try it. Even when I'm shooting, I always tell them that sometimes someone comes up with an, a very good angle. I says, oh, what if you stand here? And then you, you try it. You find out that, oh, you have a very better angle than what you thought. You know, I believe that uh, a team, I, I tried my best to, to, to build a team. And uh, that team uh, uh, of, you know, talents, of uh, 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 passionate uh, you know, people, that's why Wakaliwood has, in fact, uh, tried to, to, to come up because of that best, I mean, the best team uh, in Uganda, I think. Because everyone, I remember when I was shooting Captain Alex, I had a lot of footage left because people were like, I can jump and, you know, and, and, and fall down like this. And I, sometimes I can't, no, 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 don't do it. So people were passionate about what they're doing. So I love that passion. Um, and I was always telling them that, you know, guys, uh, we can do it. If we don't do it, it will never be. If we do it, people will see it and it will be done. So I always tell them that. I remember the day I, I started the marketing team. Uh, it was so hard for us to start marketing because people, I mean, the distributors were not ready to buy our movies. So I decided to make my you know, you know, covers and what, jackets, and then we started you know, selling. The first day was so, so, so difficult. We went to the market. The big market is called Owino Market. We went there. And then people were like, why, who do you have in your movie? Because there were some stars in Uganda, like the, the, the drama stars on the stage. They were asking, is there Maria Mundagile? Is there Abe Muchiri and others? So we had no one of them. And then we were like frustrated. We have to come back without selling a movie. So after coming back and then we had it, I had it to think. Uh, as I told you, we sat down and then I told them that you guys, you know, we have the movie is good. And we have a film star in that movie. And no one is going to call you a film star unless they watch that movie. That's when you're going to be a film star. So I told them, let us go back. 
Then they said, people denied us. They, they denied us a chance. Then I told them that let us go back and give for free. And we, I, I had, I had a, an history of, you know, giving for free. It is not easy also giving for free in Uganda. <laughs> if you give for free, someone will say, why do you give for free? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so I told them that. <laughs> so I told them that, that we are giving for free in a trick away. Let us go find out who is the owner of this stall. Uh, you find the owner and then give it for, to him or her. Tell her that I'll come back for it tomorrow. Go and watch for free and come I'll come back for tomorrow for it tomorrow. If it is not good, you give my copy. Or if it's good, you stay with it. So that's how we went. I, I think I remember we went with uh, around 200 copies. So we gave for free. The following day, I had to make like 500 copies. Wow. Because I knew it was going to work. Wow. So we went, we had uniforms, as you see, uh, we, we are in uniform. So someone could see you from a distance. That's the following day. And yell at you. Hey, you, why did you tell me you were the best? And, you know, it was a crowded market. And people, he or she starts to become your salesperson. And she says, people are asked, what is, what is, it? you take that, that movie, you will not, you will not regret. They are the best. Something like that. That's how we created the first, you know, market of our movies, which were rejected by, by distributors. And then we started going village to village, door to door, man to man, region to region. Yeah, I was saying that it is always, uh, you know, uh, talking and motivating by talking uh, to the team. And, uh, you know, because we don't have money, but, you know, I always ask them that if we don't have money and we sit home, uh, do you think it will make a difference? What if we do something? It will make a difference because at least we have a movie. And then the question will be, where are we going to sell it? And then if we, if we, because you cannot tell someone that I have nothing, I have no money, I have something, and then you don't have anything to sell. At least we have something to sell or to tell, to tell the world that we have the movie. Please help us. That is always what I'm telling people, that please help me buy my movie. Support me. Amazing. Amazing. Me. At least I have Amazing. something. Amazing. Uh, so what, what is the website that people can go to if they want to support Walk Hollywood or support Ramon Productions in the next films that are being made? Yeah, we have uh, a Patreon page called Walk Hollywood. Uh, okay. And, I, and I, let me take this opportunity to thank the many people who have you know, helped me, especially during this time of you know, COVID. <laughs> you know, I, I, because I... I don't have a living at, at the moment, but at least they are, you know, I'm working on different projects now, doing, I'm preparing, I'm finishing Eaten Alive, but I wouldn't do that if it wasn't Patreon and, and the Patreon and they have supported me. And uh, I believe I'm not going to let them down. I am going to bring more and more action movies. <laughs> I love that. So how are you dealing with COVID from a production perspective in Uganda? I'm sure it's extremely difficult, especially with your limited resources, to be able to continue to shoot and shoot safely. So how are you dealing with that? Yeah, the truth is I almost closed Wakaliwood for a moment. Uh, it is not only COVID, it is also political reasons because uh, we are in an election. We have been in election period. Uh, so normally election periods are violent period. So, and plus the COVID which came in and then I said, let me close it for a moment. Uh, and because transport was, you know, stopped, you know, so people could not come from any, any far to, to Wakaliwood. Yes, there are some who are living nearby here. And those ones, especially the children, I work with them. 
and then I'm trying to, you know, to organize them and I'm writing and uh, with the children, they are also doing a lot because uh, I'm more focused on children now. Uh, not not leaving the other side, but I want the children very, very, very uh, urgently because they're the, the future of the, the, the film industry. So I need to teach them. I needed to encourage them and I needed them also to create a new audience, uh, in, especially in Uganda, uh, whereby most of us, we are not our own audience. We are Chuck Norris's audience. We are Rainbow's audience. So we need these children to, to attract their fellow children. Uh, to be uh, our own audience. We need our own audience, which is inspired by us. And those are the children who are going to attract their fellow children and the mothers, because the big the big market here is mothers. Uh, that is my biggest market here. So anything that attracts mothers is, is something which also attracts children. And I think I, I'm successful somehow uh, after six years of you know working with the children. I'm successful somehow. I'm getting calls every, almost every day uh, from parents that their children want to join, that they, their children enjoy the movie. Uh, their fair children, they always mention. I've got so many, I mean, witnesses, you know, people calling me. And I remember mother called me that I call my mother, my child, Isaac Newton. Because of you know your your, your character Isaac Newton, <laughs> so wow. so I, so it is like that. And then she told me that uh, whenever I want my son to to do something like bathe, I just t- tell him that I'm going to remove that name of you. Um, because Isaac Newton always bathe. <laughs> so <laughs> so that is something I'm, I believe that is going to be a, 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 after ten years because I counted. I wanted ten years to come that we have our own you know audience the future audience, and it's going to be created by these children. So they're also doing some music. And I tell you, COVID has helped me very much uh, to sit with my children and uh, the the children around me, uh, around the village, to also talk. I mean, also to learn. We don't have schools, but I've been using, you know, internet, YouTube. I tell you, my daughter can now play everything, like guitar, uh, like keyboard. And she as you know, of recent, as uh, just a few, two days ago, she was performing at a trench town experience in Jamaica on, on a virtual a virtual show. So she performed, and I think she was the best performer. <laughs> she played a guitar, and she was good. I, I loved the show <laughs> myself. Wow! So, and Isaac Newton, the one who acted in Crazy World, if you watched it, uh, is now twelve years, but now he can do modeling. He can model a car in in three D. You know, Brenda, you know, and he has, he can model a city, something like that. He's good. He one time called me when he modeled a tank, a military tanker with, you know, I was, because for me, I can don't do it. And he called me, dad, come and see, I'm, I modeled a tank and it's now moving. And then I said, how did you make it move? He said, you know, I did something like, he said, array, something like that. I said, how did you? But it's because of this period, uh, it has helped me, you know, to sit down with them and they also, uh, you know, you know, tried to, to 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 learn. You know, they want to be part of this. They want to be part of this, and many of them. And I have also others. Neighbors, children are doing a lot here. They are, you know, playing music instruments. So I like it. I liked it, uh, though it really squeezed us somehow. But at least it also it was a necessity evil. <laughs> that we, we 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 really you know I I believe that it has given me enough time even to understand my children. Amazing, amazing, amazing story, Isaac. And we will certainly drop the link to your Patreon, drop the link to Walk Hollywood's pages, all on the show notes to this podcast and on our YouTube channel. So anybody who's watching or listening to this. 
please go to the Patreon account. Please support Walk Hollywood so that you can continue your mission in Uganda. I think you've done some incredible, incredible things. I wish you a lot of luck and success in the future and, and hope to see a lot more Thank of you. your movies in the future. Thank you very much for listening to me. Thank you, Isaac. It was a pleasure. We'll talk soon.